Okay, so you're ready, right? Yeah. Let's do this. Senor Justin Castillo, thank hey. you so much for accepting my invite. I'm extremely excited. I've been telling you for about 20 minutes how excited I am to, for people to know who you are, also for you to share your story, what is it that you do. So again, um, it's a Friday night. Thank you so much for spending it uh, with me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No, Senor, again, thank you. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, um, about growing up. Let, let's, let, let's get the audience to get to know you a little bit better, please. Um, so I'm Justin, Justin Castillo. I'm 31 years old. I'm from El Paso, Texas. Um, I've lived in a couple of places. I've been to Austin, Texas. I've been to Princeton, New Jersey. I was out there for a little bit. Um, like, but I, I am born and raised here. I just moved back a few years ago. Um, my last day was in Austin. Um, let's see, I am a salesperson at Casa Ford. Been there, I've been doing sales in, car, in the car business for, for a few years now. Um, my thing right now is mental health. Um, something that I've struggled with for, for a few years now, but up until, up until honestly just a few months ago, um, I decided that I wanted to try and make a difference. Um, like I said, I've struggled with it. I've been to those dark places. I know how ugly it can get. And I decided that if I could, I want to try and help people not get there, and if they're already there, I want to try and do my best to help them out, out of there. Um, so in a nutshell, that's me. You know, I'm a very simple person. Um, I'm on the down low a lot. I don't really go out. I'm not, you know, I'm not out there for, for an audience. I'm here um, to let people know that they're not alone in these struggles. Um, and I really hope that I get that message across tonight. Senor, the courage that it takes. Um, we were talking about that video that I came across. Uh, just to, so give, to give a little bit of context, um, I follow Iris Lopez, of course, which was an excellent guest. Then one of her stories, she shared um, that you were um, at an event. We'll talk about the event. And then I went into your Instagram account, and there was a seven-minute video that you guys have to watch, by the way, um, which is talking about exactly some of the moments, why you decided to do what you're doing right now, and like, you know what, I need to have a conversation with him. So that's why I'm extremely excited. <laughs> but Owen, let's get started. Um, let, let's talk about, first of all, you growing up. When did you know that, you know, maybe what you were experiencing wasn't normal? Um, tell us a little bit about you growing up, Senor. So growing up, um, I actually had a really good upbringing. Um, I am the oldest of me and my sister. Um, I was a spoiled one. So, you know, I didn't have any problems getting whatever I wanted. Um, and a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight, um, I talked about in my speech. So, for example, one of the things that I mentioned is um, uh, Facebook. On Facebook, they have the memory tab where you can go back into time and see whatever it is that you posted on that specific day years ago. Um, on September 9th of 2010, there was a post that caught my attention, and it had said, um, it had said something similar to, I hate that I get these random sad spells out of nowhere. And I think back to that time in my life, and there was really no reason to have been sad. Um, in 2009, I was in my first year of college. I had just graduated from Eastwood. I was doing my basics at um, EPCC. Um, I had a good relationship with my family. I had a good relationship with my friends. Um, I was working. Um, so, you know, again, when I think back to it, there was really no reason to have been sad. And then, well, fast forward to now, um, 
I know that I've been diagnosed with major depression disorder. <laughs> so I've always known that I've had it. Um, I wasn't aware of it. And as time went on and the more and more that I experienced it, and I guess in a sense, the worse that it got, that's when I became more aware and that's when I started to educate myself. And I said, hey, I think I'm depressed. And um, How old were you when, you when you had those feelings, those thoughts of, you know what, maybe I'm depressed? I started to realize it around 2013 and 2014. This is, you were 22, 23, just two? I was 23 and 24. Okay. Um, and I say that because in 2013, um, I went through a divorce, very young. And uh, it, it affected me. It affected me. Um, and then after that, that's when I moved to Austin, Texas. I moved to Austin, Texas. And uh, I went, I was out there with um, some old friends. And while I was out there, my grandfather fell ill. And I was pretty close to my grandfather. Um, he put up a battle against cancer for a very long time. Um, but then when the doctors told him that he had X amount of time, um, it really bothered me. I remember sitting out there and, you know, I was just kind of scared and worried. And that's ultimately what brought me back to El Paso from there. And um, when he passed, it hit me. It hit me really bad. I started going out a lot. I started drinking very heavy. Um, and you would have never guessed though, because when I was out, you know, obviously when you're out, you're not out at a bar crying or you're not at a bar, um, you know, showing showing the, the symptoms of depression. <laughs> um, but I was really going through it for a long time after his death. <clears throat> and, um, So uh, that, that hit me. And then, you know, things started to get better. Um, and then just a few years ago, just, uh, I'm not gonna get really into this, but um, a few years ago, um, a lot of other events happened in my life. Um, family, I was, in a, I was in a pretty bad relationship. Um, a lot of things affected me and that's when things got really bad. Um, that's when I started to educate myself more on it. Um, you know, I, 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 um, I'm big on mental health awareness and I'm big on, um, suicide prevention awareness because it's two things that I struggled with. Um, the suicide, my first suicide attempt was in 2018. And again, it's just for multiple reasons, but, um, after that, um, obviously when you have an attempt like that, you go to the hospital and then from the hospital you have to take a couple of days in um, in a mental health facility. They, they, they check up on you, they make sure that you're okay before they let you go back home. Um, while there, you have to take some classes and in those classes, you know, the counselors, the teachers, they talk to you about this, they talk to you about that, they explain to you um, depression, anxiety, things like that. And that's when I was like, okay, yeah, I do have it. Um, that's when I was diagnosed with it. What were the symptoms that you were showing aside from maybe being a little bit more sad than the normal? What, what were some symptoms that you were having? Fatigue, for sure. Okay. Um, normally, I'm very active. Normally, I have um, a lot of energy. But when depression takes over me, um, I have no energy for anything. Um, what is going through your head when, when, when you have or had those episodes? Um, Do you overthink about events that happen? Or are you maybe 
thinking about the future events? What, what's going on? So anxiety and depression, they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, anxiety is worrying about the past, worrying about the future. Um, so it affects your present. Um, in dealing with that, you know, mm, depression really affects me when I think about my past and then how I start to imagine scenarios that haven't even happened yet for the future. Um, so when I'm going through those things, you know, I, and maybe not just myself, maybe others, but um, when I go personally go through those things, um, I start to think very bad of myself. I don't give myself enough credit for things that I've done. Um, I hold myself accountable for things that I probably should have let go of already. Um, and it's just, it's just not very good. You're not kind to yourself. Um, and those thoughts start to beat you up. And for me, anyway, um, that's eventually what has led to my, my attempts. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the things, too, is you start to feel like because of the things that you've experienced and because of the things that you've gone through, um, it affects your family, it affects your friends. You know, people worry about you or um, the people that don't understand mental health, um, these mental health illnesses, um, they kind of, you know, start to distance themselves from you. And just in dealing with all of that, you know, I started to carry um, this guilt around with me. And, you know, then those thoughts of, oh, you know, maybe maybe these people would be better off without me. Maybe the world would be better off without me. They come into your head. They come into your head and they mess with your mind. And, you know, they just, it, if, if you don't have a, a grasp on, on your, what's going on through your mind, um, it could take you to a very dark place. Do you remember that first attempt? Um, I'm sure it was um, something very dramatic, of course. But what specifically happened that, um, again, maybe you don't have to talk about the specific things, but what was going through your head? Because in that video, you said something extremely powerful. You said that it doesn't mean that you committing or, or attempting to commit suicide was that you wanted to end your life. You just wanted to, uh, you still wanted to live. You just wanted to end your problems. And I'm like, you know, like that, that, that's, I mean, that, that's very deep, man. Yeah, um, that speech is actually really deep. <laughs> it took me a long time to write it. Um, the organization that I'm, I'm volunteering with, NAMI, um, they had asked me to do an eight minute speech. And the first time I had like a five minute speech and then when I rewrote it again, it went to 12. And then I was just going back and forth. What do I wanna put? What do I wanna say? Am I even allowed to say this? And uh, very, honestly, that day, that day I finished it and I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna be as real as I can with this. Um, people need to hear. And for the most part, I mean, I've shared it on social media anyway. You know, I've been very open about my experience and what I go through and even what I feel on certain days. Um, so, I mean, I'm an open book when it comes to this. What I said in that speech, um, I said that when you are struggling with depression, anxiety, uh, and suicidal tendencies, it's not that you want to die. It's that you want the pain that you're experiencing to end. And sometimes, you know, you've exhausted all options um, to getting rid of that pain. You know, medication, therapy, um, the gym, drinking, drugs. You've literally done it all. And although you've done all of those things, that pain is still eating at you. And 
you know, man, depression, it's just so ugly. I would not wish it on, upon anybody. Uh, but um, that's really, at least for me, that's really why I tried to end my life. Because the pain that I was feeling, it just would not go away. And, um, whew, um, yeah, that's, that's what I had said in the speech. Your support system, like after your first attempt, of course, again, yeah, there is a process. Uh, um, I'm sure there's stuff that you have to go through, classes, there's people now. Um, were your parents, first of all, your parents or not, not only your parents, your family, your, your close friends, were they aware of the situation before you attempted to commit suicide? Or was this off guard as far as we, we were not expecting this? Not that everyone ex expects stuff like that, but hopefully I'm making sense what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, you. I get you. Um, so I'm a very reserved person. I'm very quiet. Uh, I keep to myself. Um, I don't really express myself. Well, I, I didn't express myself as much as I should have at that time. So um, the first and second attempt, I, I would say that a lot of people were taken by surprise, especially like I told you, I would go out a lot. Um, you know, I was always out dancing, laughing, having fun. So a lot of people really didn't expect that from me. Um, to be honest, I didn't expect it for myself. The only times that I've had these attempts, I've been super drunk. <laughs> and I honestly think that that's why I had the courage to go ahead and do what I've done. Because sober, I don't, I don't have the guts to do it. Just even thinking about it, I'm like, oh man, how in the world did I ever get to that point? Um, but as far as a support system, um, it, I, uh, I have my mom. My mom, my aunt, my cousin, my sister. I have a very small family, but a very supportive family. Um, and you know, just like a lot of people in the beginning, they kind of really didn't understand. I mean, I didn't understand myself. Um, so you know, it was really like, a, oh, you have an alcohol problem, or oh, you you have a drug problem, um, which wasn't the case. But um, now as open as I am and as much as I share my experiences, you know, on social media, even with them personally, they they understand a lot more. They understand like that some of the things that I've done while I'm in that dark place, that hasn't been me. That's been, you know, um, my alter ego, I guess I can say. Um, because when I, when I have gone to those places, you know, I, um, it's, it's, it's either one or the other. It's either I'm super sad and I'm in bed all day or I'm just a hot mess in the streets and I come home and I'm just this crazy guy and, you know, they, they've experienced both of them. And uh, um, whoever I've been, that's not me. And, you know, they've under they understand and, you know, through the, through the many courses that I've taken and, and um, now I even volunteered with NAMI um, you know, just the other day, NAMI had an online presentation that was directed to the families and friends of people who struggle with anxiety, depression, um, bipolar disorder, anything like that. It was um, designed for them to give them a better understanding of, hey, you know what, when, when your son, when your daughter, when your cousin is, is going through this, you know, you have to understand that this isn't them. In their minds right now, this is what they're thinking and this is how you can help them. And that's the beauty of this of this organization, NAMI. Um, it's free advice for the most part. 
um, a lot of the courses that they offer, a lot of the classes and the speeches, and it's all free. And I feel like it's super beneficial for anybody if you're struggling um, with these illnesses or if you're a family member, a friend, um, boyfriend, girlfriend of somebody who's struggling with these, um, they really do help you understand better what's going on with this said loved one. Um, so my, my, I mean, my, my friends, um, for a long time, I, uh, I isolated myself from, from pretty much everybody um, for a while. But now that I'm, you know, I'm back on social media and I'm trying to rekindle a lot of the friendships that I've had, I have gotten so much support from so many people and it's just, honestly, without my friends and family, this would have been way harder to speak about. Um, this project that I started would have been a lot harder to, to do. Um, you know, just trying to get out there and helping people, I probably would have never done it without the support of my friends and family. What made you do it? What made you like finally said, you know what, I want to help someone else, even though I'm struggling myself with this, but I want to make a difference. What made you want to do that? So it's it's something that I've wanted to do for for a couple of years now. Um, why I didn't do it before, you know, there's there's many a reason. But my my last suicide attempt was back in June of 2020. No, of this year of 2021. A couple months ago. Okay. Um, I I had I had just gotten home. Um, you know, I was, I've been in a rebuilding process of my life and it's taken a little bit longer than I expected it to. So in dealing with that, um, I was getting frustrated. I was getting impatient. Um, obviously, as you can imagine, my anxiety was through the roof almost every day, just trying to get things going again. Um, and I was going out at that time. Um, so I guess one day, you know, I, uh, I got super drunk. I came home and I don't remember this any, I don't remember any of this. Um, all of this was told to me later. Um, I got home and I do have some heavy medication that I take for, you know, depression and um, anxiety to help you sleep at night, things like that. When I got home that night, I had taken a month's worth of two or three two or three different medications. So in total, it was it was over 50 pills. Again, of some pretty serious stuff. Um, I took the entire bottle of each. And when this person got home, um, they found me asleep in my bed. Well, I wasn't asleep, I was unconscious. And I w had been foaming at my mouth. Um, so obviously they rushed me to the hospital and well, I had my stomach pumped, you know, I was in a coma for a day. Uh, I came out of it, thankfully. And uh, this was actually my fourth attempt. And um, I have the confidence to say it was my last attempt. Um, this last attempt, you know, after three other tries, I woke up. And when I woke up, um, I wasn't thankful for it. I was angry, you know, I was angry at um, and not to get spiritual, but I was angry at God. I was like, why, man? Why do you have me here? 
you've seen how miserable I am and you've seen how unhappy I am and you've seen what I've tried to do and you're not allowing me to do it. There's a reason that you're not allowing me to do it. So just tell me why. And I sat in a hospital bed for a week that time. Um, and, you know, sitting on a hospital bed, you only have so many options as to what you can do throughout the day. So for the most part, um, most of my days consisted of me thinking. And I thought and I thought and I thought and I said, you know, I'm still here. And after this last attempt, you know, I was really surprised because I was like, wow, you know, I probably shouldn't be here. Um, but that really opened my eyes. So I thought about it and I thought about it and I said, you know what, like, this is stupid. Like, you've tried already. You're not going anywhere. Obviously, God wants you here. So you might as well just suck it up and and deal with it, get through it and figure out what it is, why you're here for. Um, I ha on my on my left wrist, I have a tattoo of a cross with a semicolon in it. And it symbol the semicolon, it symbolizes um, that you're a suicide survivor. I have a friend, her name is Corey, and she's a beautiful soul. I'm so happy that I ran into her so many years ago. Um, it was when I was in Austin, and I was sitting across the bar from her, and we had so many conversations. And this one day, I just saw her, um, I saw her semicolon, and I said, you know, that's an odd tattoo, you know, um, uh, it's a punctuation mark why when she told me the story I was like oh wow that's crazy and she is a person that you would never guess suffers from this illness as well so I um I that's always stuck with me keep on keeping on is from a friend um an old friend who I used to live with in Austin um he would say it all the time keep on keeping on keep on keeping on and, you know, then when I was younger and when I had no idea that I was experiencing what I was experiencing, I was always like, that's from a movie. It's from Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt says that, you know. And um, but that's always stuck in my head, too. And even when I've gone through some really dark times, keep on keeping on has popped into my head. So, again, back to the back to sitting in the in the hospital, um, I was sitting there and I was sitting there and I was like, you know what, man, like. I. I, I personally believe in God. And again, he's, I've, I'm here for a reason. So the semicolon and the cross, to me at least, signifies that my faith is greater than fear. Because at the end of the day, that's really what depression, anxiety, um, all of these mental illnesses, that's really what it is, is fear. Um, you are, like you said earlier, scared of what lays in the future. Um, I completely forgot where I was going with all this. No worries. Uh, I mean, definitely we're going to um, talk about it regarding different aspects. But I'm just so curious on, like, when do you know that even a happy person, normal person per se, like, we all experience, like, difficult moments, difficult times, difficult thoughts, right? Like, when is it that, you know what, this is normal, this is not um, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to also, as you're, 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 you're explaining like your the, the attempts and kind of like the process, I'm not trying to get as far as how can someone, again, maybe if you're asking that question, that can be a sign for, uh, of that, that maybe you need help, but do you recall what was something that you said, you know, this is, 
for sure not normal. Drinking. Um, drinking and, you know, if if somebody, you know, does drugs excessively, um, for some people, you know, addicts, that's that's normal, right? But for somebody who who used to go out on the weekends only, you know, I would have a good time um, to all of a sudden be out every single day, getting drunk, spending 50, $100 every single day on alcohol. Um, that's not normal. That's trying to get away from whatever reality. Yeah, you're trying to escape something at that point. Okay. And I mean, that's what I was doing. Um, I would be out because when I was out, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was having a blast. But that um, only lasted a couple of hours after once you were home alone, that so, it seems that it went back to those thoughts, to those feelings, right? Or bars not. are only open till 2 a.m. Right. So, you know, that fun time is eventually going to come to an end. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, when I would go home, that's when my mind and my thoughts would, would haunt me. You know, that's, and then I was drunk too. So imagine times 10, it was so much worse. <laughs> Um, but there's, there's a, there's a lot of ways. Um, and some people you're, you're not, you're never going to guess. I've been told so many times, dude, you don't even look depressed. Dude, you don't look like a person who, who suffers. I mean, I'm not going to walk around with depression on my forehead. Um, but there are some people who can hide it very well. Um, and there's some people that it's very obvious that, you know, they're, they're suffering. Um, what are some obvious signs? Uh, obvious? Yeah. Oh, um, you know, fatigue or, you know, if if you text your friend and you don't hear from them from days later or your friend's calling into work or your friends are friends and family are, you know, avoiding you. Um, really, it's just because, you know, there's no desire. There, there could be many. There could be many reasons. There's no desire to be around people. Um, you don't want to bring the negativity you're experiencing around people. Um, you know, you just don't want to be around people. You know, sometimes sleeping is the escape in itself. Um, I went through a period where for, you know, almost a week, I was just in bed. I was just in bed. I would sleep all day. I would sleep all night. Um, I would wake up. I would shower, obviously. Um, go back to bed. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat during the day. I just wanted to sleep. Just because when I was asleep, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't feel. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of different things. You just have to keep your eyes open. Um, Do you think in our culture it's a little bit different? Just before starting recording, I, I was telling you that it's my opinion that maybe in our Hispanic culture, like when we see just in acting up or, or someone not behaving the way we should with just the loquito or they need attention mm -hmm. and we never like there I don't I don't think it's an option or like something as far as you know what maybe there is a mental illness there you know it's only something else um, so do you also think that maybe our culture makes it a little bit difficult to be open and talk about it or you don't think that's the case I do um, I definitely think um, the Hispanic culture Especially as men, you are raised to be macho. Mm -hmm. um, you're not supposed to cry. You're supposed to be strong. 
um, you know, you're, you're supposed to support others. Um, so as men, you know, um, your, your, your mind is trained to think all of these things. So when you go through these things, um, for example, me, I never wanted to ask for help in the beginning. I personally um, was like, people aren't going to understand this. I don't understand this. Um, I didn't want people to think badly of me. And that's something that I struggle with, honestly, is what others think of me. Um, Do you currently struggle with that as well? Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe not as much, but w what is going through your head? Is it like I'm not good looking enough? I'm not as educated? I'm not where I'm supposed to be in life? Is it everything that I just said? What, what is it? Man, if Dude, you don't mind me you name it and it's in there. It's, yeah. it's all in here. Um, even right now, speaking, looking into this phone, looking at you, I'm thinking, oh, my God, next week, so many people are going to hear this. And so many people are going to think yada, yada, yada of me or so many people are going to say this and this. And, you know, um, regardless, right, of these thoughts, people are going to talk. Um, and that's OK. And that's really why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because my story I feel like I feel like my story and speaking out and you know just admitting that if I can help somebody who is struggling and talking to their mom their dad their girlfriend their boyfriend and saying hey man look I'm fucking depressed like I'm sad I do not feel good this is what's going on in my head if I can give somebody the courage to do that, speaking out can literally save your life. And for so long, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, um, I'm very introverted. I'm very introverted. I like to stay to myself. Um, I keep things to myself. I bottle things up. But ever since I began speaking out, and whether it's personal, like me and you, or me and my mom, or me and my friend, or whether it's on social media, and I'm saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm going through this, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to. When I'm done saying whatever it is that I have to say, it takes the weight of, my, uh, weight of the world off of my shoulders. And, you know, th at that event that I spoke at um, a week ago, two weeks ago, I had random people come up to me and they were like, hey, man, your story was amazing. And um, I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to sign up with NAMI. I'm going to go here, yada, yada, yada. And that's that feels the, good, right? That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, I sell cars. I'm a car salesperson. And, you know, the goal, the objective of my job is to sell cars. When, you know, these random people after that event came up to me and said, hey, man, that was amazing. That was more, more rewarding than anything I've ever felt in my life. Definitely. Like helping someone, and since you experience that, you know up to, to what degree you might have maybe helped them, right? Maybe thinking of committed suicide and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, because this isn't this isn't helping somebody earn a thousand dollars, or this isn't helping somebody win a car. This is helping save lives. You know, it's oh on a whole nother level. Yeah. The respect and, and when you walked in the, the hair salon, that's what I was telling you, or telling some other guests that you saw that you were impressed. I'm like, 
for sure a really cool story, but the courage that takes to go around, talk about it, knowing the condition that you currently have, it's not like, okay, well, this was me in the past, but now I'm cured now and I'm good. You know, yeah. you're still fighting it. And oh I'm God. like, Dude, oh, it, I admire that. You have no idea. I'm shaking right now still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking. Um, I My anxiety is through the roof, but this is something that I have to do. I have to get used to it. Um, you know, if I'm trying to get a message out, I'm not only going to be able to do it uh, behind my phone, behind a social media platform. Um, and with that said, um, um, depression is never going to go away. That, that, that was going to be a question. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is that something, and again, excuse my, uh, my ignorance here, that it just doesn't go away? There is no way that now I'm cured, now the, the, I don't know, all the medicine helped or all therapy or whatever, there's, you will always have it for the most part, is that the way it works? Yes, it's, it's always gonna be there. Um, there is no pill, there is no medication, there is no therapy session that you're gonna have one day that, oh, boom, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm better. It's, it's always gonna stay with you. Um, not every so ever since I've had depression, right? Not every day I do I suffer from it. There's some days where I feel amazing, where I'm on top of the world. I go to the gym, I have a good workout, I have a good day at work. You know, I'm talking with friends, I'm talking with family. But then there there are those days where out of nowhere, boom, just comes and smacks you right in the face. And those are the days that you have to be ready for. You have to be ready mentally, you have to be ready physically, um, emotionally, and you know, if you're into it, spiritually. Um, what do you do specifically yourself to get ready for those moments? Sometimes I don't know when it's coming. Um, sometimes I can feel it coming on. Um, when I do feel it coming on, I get active. Um, I go to the gym. I don't like to run, but when I feel it, I'll start running around the block or I'll go to a park and I'll walk around the park. Um, I, well, um, I'm active in my recovery. Um, I do attend Abundant Living Faith Center. I go to services on Sundays. However, on Tuesdays, they began a program. It's called Abundant Recovery. Now what that is, is you can think of it as like an AA meeting where alcoholics go to AA meetings to talk about their alcoholism. Abundant Recovery is designed for people with mental health illnesses, again, depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, bipolar, whatever it is. Um, it's a two-hour program. The first hour is kind of like a service, you know, where they get spirituality involved. Um, the second hour, is you are broken up into groups. So whatever it is that you're dealing with, um, you'll go to that group and you'll discuss it a little bit more. That, for the past month, it's been going on for the past month. For the past month, every Tuesday, that's something that I look forward to because after every, um, I guess, program, um, you you learn something. You hear other people talk about their stories and how they deal with it, and you can say, hey, you know what, maybe I can apply that to my life. And um, that's something that I strongly recommend to anybody, that if you ever feel, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling coming on, um, reach out for help, you know? You don't even have to sign up for a program. Just go talk to your mom. Go talk to your grandma, your your friend. Get it out. Get it out of you. 
What's the hardest part? Going back to like when you were experiencing that for the first times, the, the first couple of years, if you can think back, what was the hardest part about reaching out for help? Because I, I know that, and it's, of course, it's kind of like the obvious, make sure you reach out. But I'm sure at that moment, right, when you're experiencing that, like there's something, I don't know what it is, that stops you from asking for help. What was that or what is that? Um, it, it's tough, man. Um, sometimes I'm just, I don't have the energy to deal with people. Um, so with that being said, I have a short temper. Um, I could be talking to you and you say something, you know, that I don't agree with and boom, I'm just turned off. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to talk anymore. Um, again, I'm very introverted. So it's hard for me either or to talk to people. Um, the, the whole sleeping thing, um, sometimes I really just want to be by myself. Um, and then it goes back to like the culture too, the culture, the, the machismo culture that in, is instilled in us. Um, in my head, I'm like, I can get through this on my own. Um, nobody else has to know what I'm going through. Nobody else has to know what I'm feeling. I can do this on my own. I've been through it. Uh, I've been through it. I can do it again. It's just never the case though. Um, the more support that you have in dealing with these kind of issues, the better it is or the easier it is to deal with them. I like that a lot. You talked a little bit about the, the, the um, latest event that you did, which was geared, um, it was focused on the family members, friends, um, to try to understand, I'm thinking, a lot of empathy, and that's something that I personally struggle with. Maybe not now or still now, but when, when friends, family, they, like, I don't know, I listen to their problems. To me, it's really simple just to say, all you have to do is this. And you know what, no, the, don't even worry about that. That's not even a problem. You have to, and again, because, and I was telling a little bit about my personality, I'm outgoing, positive. In my mind, it's so easy to say, no, 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 wait. The, the, the worst case scenario is death. Aside from that, don't even worry about problems, you know? And it's so simple for me to say it. And what I have found myself that sometimes, like even the way I said that directness, like I'm pushing people away instead of like saying, you know what, I get you. And and I have friends, one of them in particular, that's really good at listening. And then I ask him for advice, bro, he says, I'm just here to listen. I don't know what better, that alone helps a lot, right? So what were some key points? What is something that you can share for people? Again, friends, family members, maybe it's not someone experiencing mental illness, but someone that is close to someone that we can do to help. What are some things that we can do to help? Educate yourself on it. Um, you know, even if you don't have somebody close to you that's, that, that is experiencing these kind of things, um, depression and anxiety, it's not a mind thing. Um, I'll give you an example. One of my friends that I've known for a very long time, we had gotten into an argument one time because I reached out to this person and I said, hey, look, I am feeling this, this, and this, and I am not feeling good. Um, their response was, oh, just snap out of it. Oh no. my God, that is the most frustrating thing because if it was that easy, man, like I would have done it, you know? Like I didn't wake up and say, hey, you know what? I just, I'm deciding to be depressed today. I want to end my life today. That's never the case. Cause like I said, I can be two, three months of just pure happiness and then boom, I don't know where it hits me. It's just so frustrating. I la I'm laughing right now because it's so frustrating. 
hey, snap out of it. Hey, get over it. Or just don't think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if it was that easy, dude, I would not be struggling <laughs> with this. Um, and was this a close friend that told you this? It was somebody that I've known since middle school. <laughs> wow. And, you know, like I said, there was a, there was a little bit of an argument, but um, we have talked and, you know, there's a better understanding of what it is that, go, that, that goes on with, with, these, with these issues. Um, so educate yourself, you know, when in dealing with this or in dealing with somebody who is dealing with this, have an open mind. You have to remember that this is an illness, you know, this is hard to deal with. Um, you know, it's, it's not as easy as just, hey, I'm going to get over it. This is something where you have to listen, like you were saying, listen to this person, um, give encouraging words. Um, a lot of times, sometimes you just have to offer them love because at, at, at these, when in going through these things, um, you begin to not love yourself. And that can lead to another, you know, other things. But it's just really educate yourself, have an open mind in talking with these people, and, you know, just show love. Um, and I'm not talking about giving a hug and kiss. A simple, hi, how are you doing? Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you doing all right? Something as simple as that can go a very, very long way. When you're experiencing an event, when you're you're feeling down, basically, and someone reaches out, then is it that you are most likely to do be open to share your feelings, your whatever you're going through? Is that the case? Or it can be also that maybe, I don't know, when you have those episodes, I reach out, hey, Justin, how's everything? I just wanted to touch base. Like, um, is it that you um, can assign me that maybe you don't want to talk to me at that moment? Kind of like, okay, well, maybe I do have to reach out again. You know, that's kind of like what I'm trying to get at because it's it's difficult. And, and I'll give an example, and this might be a very dumb example, especially because of what we're talking about. But social media, I see a lot of people, girls specifically, or even guys, like when they share selfies, pictures of themselves, two, three times a day, one a day. And again, to if they want to do that, that's fine. You manage your own social media. But then in my opinion, I'm like, what is it that you get every time you post that? Yes, you do get likes. You do get that comment, que que bonita, that you're so pretty. Like you do need, and in my opinion, I may be way off. And again, this might be very stupid, but you are seeking validation. And again, I'm trying to show empathy here and it's not, oh, quiere llamar la atención, no. Like, is it like, can like, can someone reach out to her and let her know, hey, like, is there something wrong? But then how can you do that? You know what I mean? So, like, that, that that's kind of like those situations when people also, like, put their problems on Facebook, right? That, for the most part, nobody cares. But maybe there's one or two people that's like, you know what? It's, like, I do want to reach out. But then, like, how do you know your limit? And, again, I'm talking now on the perspective of someone outside that, right? Like, like is there a limit? Do I reach out? Do I say, yeah, like, is everything okay? Because... Again, once, twice, if this is not the norm for someone, definitely. But then if you're, every time you break up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, you're talking about it, man, is this a sign? Is it not? Is it like, leave him alone? Is it like, you do have to reach out? And that's where I'm a little bit stuck. Cause again, for the most part, like it, it's difficult when they're close friends that you definitely want to help out, but then you don't want to come across that. What do you mean I'm posting a lot? Or cause you do have to explain kind of like the reason behind it. What do you mean? No, no, I just do it on, this is a different subject that I'll bring up right now, but that's kind of like where I struggle sometimes. Like, bro, that's 
that it's a limit, like stop, like this is not your problem. But then I'm doing other things because I do want to make it my problem and I want to help out. But does it make sense what I'm trying to say? I completely understand. And, you know, we live in very different times. We live in a generation where social media literally runs everything. And, you know, as far as what you were saying, um, you know, the girl posting two or three times, there could be so many different reasons for as to why she's doing that. You know, a lot of these, these uh, Instagram influencers or Instagram models, you know, um, whether it be them getting validation from all these likes and all these comments, or whether they're doing it because, you know, it's, it's, it's part of like business, they're getting paid off of whatever it is that they're posting for. Um, social media just runs everything and social media has made it very easy to share every aspect of your life whether it's something good and having a baby or getting a job promotion to in you know I'm fighting with my boyfriend my girlfriend blah 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 um, from what I've learned because I, I you know I've I've been guilty of, of making that mistake from what I've learned, there's a difference in somebody posting, you know, my girlfriend, I don't know, my girlfriend didn't make me food today. My girlfriend forgot to iron my clothes. My girlfriend said this and it pissed me off. And then there's a difference to, hey, you know what, like I'm feeling super alone and I feel like nobody loves me and blah, blah, blah. There's a really big difference in between those two kind of posts. Um, so I think, you know, you can differentiate when somebody is going through a hard time and when somebody is just, um, when somebody doesn't know how to handle their relationship issues rather. Um, but either, even then, you know, um, a simple message, it takes you 10, 15 seconds to type out a message and send it to this person and say, hey, you know what? I'm not entirely too sure about what's going on, but you know, if you need to talk, I'm here. And you know, you're either gonna get back, uh, oh man, my girlfriend, boyfriend is doing this and blah, 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 blah. And that's when you can say, hey, you know what, man, like, I understand the extent of this post. I'm going to back up. That's your business. And then you're also going to get that, hey, man, like, thank you for reaching out. And I'm not feeling good. Um, I'm going through this, this and this. And that's when you can make the decision to say, hey, OK, I have to be here for this person. This person is reaching out. It's very difficult. Uh, again, um, and, and I'll share with you, hopefully you're not watching this, but um, there's some friends on Facebook that, you know how sometimes even on Facebook, you can see where they comment like other posts, especially if it's like news or a public uh, profile, I guess. And there's several friends well, they're always what they call trolling, right? Like it's una señora that said, oh, this sad news about whatever. Señora, vaya I don't know, mm -hmm. trolling, right? Like sometimes maybe they, they might have a point sometimes maybe they don't and i try to approach one friend that i see a lot and and i'm like bro who has time for this and regardless like who has right but then in my head i'm like like knowing his situation that maybe he's a single guy divorced whatever it is like is that maybe his way to kind of like cope with life you know what i mean so i'm like maybe this is ter uh, therapy for this guy you know so i'm like okay yes God, man, and, and you do want to make a difference. You do want to help, but then you're like, again, going back to, bro, this is not your thing. And it's really hard. It's hard. There's, a, there's a yin and a yang, right? There's a, for every good thing, there's going to be a bad thing. 
so the good for example you are going to have people who who learn from their mistakes who who like for example on social media i'm not going to post about this this and this i'm not going to say this and this isn't about this person but then you also have the bad the bad and the bitter and the ugly where people are just so where people have so much i guess anger or hurt or whatever it is that they're dealing with and they take to social media and this person is a piece of shit and this person this and you know this topic is this and the government blah 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 um so you know i mean with everything there's a yin and yang but the people who wake up one day and say hey you know what this isn't right this isn't cool um i'm gonna change those are the people who i feel rather um should should be getting your attention because they are trying you know i like that approach and you're absolutely right like having them finding on, on their own that bro this is not good i have this other friend which that um, recently he posted like three four screenshots of him um, trolling like other accounts and it, it was funny like and most people i don't know like Bro, you have time to do this. You have time to, first of all, do that. And then you have to time to screen. And then you want validation that that's cool. You think, uh, you I, for the most part, have empathy. Try to the, bro, but someone has to let them know that there's other stuff. But I was, do I reach it? That's just a subject that, again, when, when, when we talk about depression and, and, and mental illness, this is the great stuff that, like, the positive about social media, finding someone like you. You know what, let's go ahead and share your story. And again, maybe someone's dealing with the same thing, can reach out to you, can send you a message, and you can help out their day, right? But then the majority of social media, we're talking about some accounts out there that we maybe just highlight the majority of the negative stuff, and that's a problem too. I'm going to comment on something that you said. Go for um, it. The trolling, right? Don't tell me you troll a lot. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the trolling. Um when when i was growing up brother you know there was bullying right in person you know hey you're short hey you're tall you're skinny whatever blah 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 now it's become so much easier for these bullies to do what they do and i'm not just talking about like classmates or friends or i'm talking about somebody that's in new york sitting in their living room behind a computer writing to me and telling me hey you know what depression's stupid or hey you should have killed yourself or blah 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 and I'm like, hey, man, like, I don't even know who you are, <laughs> first of all. Um, it's just become so, social media makes it that much easier, you know, to find the good in the world. But however, it does make it a lot easier for these people to do what they do. Um, you know, just the other day, I told you I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, about a month ago, um, there was a female wrestler. She was on her Instagram. And she was talking about suicide openly. She was saying that she was depressed and, you know, everybody took to the comments, right? Hey, you know, I'm praying for you. Hey, blah, 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 this is not, but not everybody's nice. So there were some mean comments in there as well. Well, the next day she took her life. She did. She took her life and, you know, they they scrolled through her Instagram account and there's just so, very, so many very ugly things. And it's kind of crazy to me, like these celebrities, they deal with so much. Um, perfect example is the Kim K thing recently, right? Um, for the longest time, people have bashed her, you know, for, you know, showing too much skin or, you know, whatever it is that she's doing, her tapes, whatever. 
um, she goes to the Met Gala completely covered, not showing a single inch of skin. And then people still bash her. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that for her is like a, how do you win? Um, and these people have times a hundred the followers that I have. And I can just imagine all of the ugly things that they had to say and they had to deal with on a daily basis. And it's, I, I wish I could make people be kinder. Uh, I feel like that would solve a lot of problems going on in this world right now. And like I said earlier, it doesn't hurt to be kind. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Well said, and I'm with you a hundred percent. And this is kind of like what I, one of my goals with this is show someone a different perspective on things, right? Because a lot of times, even those people that we just talked about, the, the haters online, like you do have to show empathy. To be honest, it's not their fault. La verdad es que no. They were raised in a very negative situation. Most likely their parents were the same way. And they never had like a different perspective to understand that, hey, wait, like what I'm doing, it's, it's wrong, mm -hmm. right? And, and I try to employ it even with my Facebook friends or whoever that sometimes instead of saying, oh, this is a hater, this is a person, like when you look at their life, there's a high chance, bro, that they have bigger issues. You know, like they have mom issues, dad issues, like uh, work issues, like very issues that maybe people do not understand. And if we just had the time to just show empathy, like, you know what, you don't know the full story, kids have it, you know, so just yes. try your best. And what I'm big on, okay, you can hate, you can talk, you can do, you, you can have your, whatever, but what are you doing about it? Like, mm -hmm. are, are you doing something? Are you actively doing something and you're helping someone else? And again, that's one of my goals to putting myself out there, like I was telling you as well, not that I'm not, shy, I'm not shy at all, at all, but I don't post a lot of put myself out there on social media, like, uh, Spanish is my, my primary language. I was born in Mexico. So doing it in English, sometimes I can't translate um, fast enough and I'm mispronouncing a lot of things. I'm saying things that I shouldn't or, or, or very basic words that I should be using, maybe other words. And I'm okay with it. So this, pero créeme que I'm still with like, oh, I made a mistake. When I'm talking to you, I said something that maybe I should have said a, a, a different word. I'm like, oh, lo dijiste otra vez. And when I edit the whole thing, edit, when I edit this back, that's the worst two hours or, or an hour or two hours, three hours of my week because I'm listening to what I said and I'm like, oh, bro, that question, te digo. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a battle, but then what helps me is like, look at the big picture. Is this going to help someone? Yeah, so it's good. It was worth it, right? Yeah. And then showing my, my, my daughter that, so guess what? I'm putting myself out there. You know how busy I am with work, with, with everything else, with, with the business, with a lot of different things, and I'm still choosing to do this. And I get, hopefully, when I get those DMs from time to time, that, hey, this guy was pretty good, and or what, what Iris said, or what whichever the guests um, talked about, that helped me out. I'm like, there you go, that, that's it. Like, that gives me fuel to do it again. You know what I mean? So when you just talk about it, like, that's exactly one of the reasons, because I want people to like highlight people worthy of highlighting for you to share your story and and for you to be uh, get recognition for the courage that it takes for you to talk about it for you to be open about it bro that 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 to me it's like very honorable dude and you know? i'm glad that you made that point because that's a very super important point what are you going to do about it right the way that this all started for me honestly and it's super embarrassing to this point um i was drunk when i and I got on Facebook and, you know, the situation I was going through, I didn't handle it well. And boom, it was all out there. The next morning I woke up, I said, oh, man, 
damn, I had to delete it. But at the same time, too, it was a good thing because through that that event, some people reached out to me and said, hey, man, you know what? Like, I know you're not good or whatever, blah, 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 but I'm going through it, too. Let's talk. And that's when it all began for me. Um, you know, so the more that I experienced this, the more that I went through this, I have learned, you know, to speak about what I'm going through, but in a way that I can try and help people. Not where I'm online crying and begging for attention and, you know, things like that. It's like you just said, what are you going to do about what you're going through? So that's why I've directed a lot of the things that I talk about to mental health, to suicide awareness, to letting people know, hey, you're not alone. I'm here with you. You can come talk to me, whatever. And that, in turn, has led to my T-shirt idea. That, in turn, has led to me volunteering with an organization. Um, you know, that, in turn, to me, led me here, you know, talking to you. And I feel like what you're doing is really good. Um, and what a lot of people, because you are highlighting a lot of positive things. Iris with the Miha Yes You Can. I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think it's blown up so well that she's literally helping other people. And, you know, being that I've, that this is so heavy on my heart and so personal to me, that's my goal with this project is I want to reach out to people and I want, like I said earlier, man, I've been through that dark place and I've been stuck there for a very long time and it's not fun. And when, especially if you feel alone the way I did, I know how ugly it can feel. And again, my goal for all of this is just to let people know that if you're there, you can get out of it. Um, if you've been through it, you're probably gonna go back again. However, there are different ways um, and different things you can learn to better deal with these things. Yeah, very well said. Let's talk about the, the project. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about it, but aside from bringing awareness, what is your long-term project with this? Keep on keeping on. What is the, the long-term project? What is it that you want to do later on? What are some of your personal goals? Senor? Honestly, man, I have no idea. <laughs> That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Right now, I'm, I'm riding this wave. Um, when I first had the idea for it, for the t-shirt project rather, um, I reached out to a handful of friends and I can name them right off the bat, dude, that's how very few people I reached out to about it. Um, and I told them, Hey, you know what? Like I have this idea and I want to do it. What do you think? And they gave me their feedback on it and you know, I got good feedback. So I decided to go through with it. And the first order of t-shirts that I did, it was 15 shirts and I thought, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm going to have 15 friends out there wearing this with me and, you know, we're going to go from there. Um, I posted it online and the response that I got back from it was, it just blew my mind because I did not think that it would take off the way that it has. Um, people from out of town, you know, people from... I don't know, my mom's Facebook, my friend's Facebook, these, and you, I mean, people people that have no idea who these people are have reached out to me interested in it. And it's amazing to see, man, because um, I've literally shipped out shirts to Wisconsin, um, San Diego, South Carolina, Arizona, um, you know, a lot of different other states. 
And right now, you know, I'm just riding this wave, dude. Um, if it if it blows up the way I would like it to, um, you know, I'll, I'm all for it. Um, there's not very much profit behind it. Um, the shirts are pay- pretty much paying for themselves. Um, my priority right now is just getting the message out there. You know, I work, I do pretty well for myself, so I don't really need these shirt, the, the profit from these shirts, rather. My goal, and my goal has been and will be the message. Um, again, it's just so personal to me, man, that I do want to help people. The response that I got from that from that speech that I did from strangers, I love being able to have an impact on people. Um, that's that's where I'm at right now. That's the goal for the, for this shirt. And that's a win-win situation for yourself because it is helping you th- uh, cope through through the whole situation, oh, and it's also helping somebody else, right? So I'm like, that's a win-win situation for sure. Um, now, when 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 I was talking about a, a little bit of of kind of like. Of, of your profile when I was doing stocking your profile for the, the longest the one thing that I really liked is that you never say that hey I'm, I'm okay now so now I want to help somebody else no I'm still struggling I'm still battling and I still have like difficult days but I still within this doesn't mean that I can't help nobody else right because a lot of times we feel that only until you're perfect now you can help others right mm-hmm. especially because maybe some of the comments or maybe some of the things though that the way you say it that, that that you consider yourself an expert again i'm not saying about you but maybe others and the fact is that all of us have problems all of us regardless if we are helping others with the same problem that's just the way it is and the approach like that's the one thing that that again when when i was looking at every single caption every single picture like you know I never has this guy saying that hey I'm, I'm i'm cured now you know now i can help people like you know i'm still struggling and this Dude, is, and as you're telling your story bro <laughs> like you're you're doing it again you're like saying that hey i'm still battling myself this yeah you know? man i'm to this point dude i'm not okay i'm better um i'm a whole lot better but i'm not okay you know there's a lot of things that i still struggle with and a lot of things that still bother me but again in in going through this experience and in growing and learning all of these different things that I have, um, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Um, like I said, depression and anxiety, these issues, they're not going anywhere. So it's better to understand it and say, hey, you know what, I accept that I have this and there are ways that I know how to deal with it and there are other ways that I don't know, but I can learn in better dealing with this. A lot of these projects and a lot of the posts that I have posted, um, I started the project and I post what I post because it helps me. It help. It holds me accountable to to myself. You know, I can't be talking about um, mental health awareness and suicide prevention awareness, but then every other week trying to kill myself. You know what I mean? I can't be talking about these things and be at a bar every single day. Um, which I'm sober by the way I've decided to never pick up again because you know it's just not good for me personally who deals with the stuff that I go through has it been difficult were you at a point that you were an alcoholic or you weren't that oh dude I was paying the electric bill at so many bars (laughs) (laughs) I was I I would go to work sometimes even while I was work I would go out Um, after work I would go out um, you know and again that was just my escape 
you know, it was my escape. I wouldn't feel for a little bit. I wouldn't think about things for a little bit. Um, for that little bit of time, I was having fun and I wasn't depressed. Um, and that's just a super negative coping skill, man. Um, just like the social media that we talked about, that's another negative coping skill. Um, but also, like we said earlier, I became aware of what I was doing. I became aware and I said, hey, you know what? This is not good. Um, you're embarrassing yourself. Um, you're only making your situation worse. You're spending a lot of money that you probably shouldn't be spending um, on. You know, it's the, the awareness is really what's going to make the difference in what you're going through. Yeah, and knowing the fact that, like you said, it's an everyday thing, right? Every day you take step-by-step step things. Yeah. Wow, that's perfect. Senor, let's talk a little bit about um, Nomi? Nami? Nami. Talk to me just, I mean, we, we have talked throughout the podcast, but a little bit specifics on wh what is it? How can we reach out? Um, and then I will also, if you can also talk about maybe someone watching this that they're not sure if it's normal, if it's not, what is like the first step that they can do, how they can reach out, who they reach out to. Cause I'm sure that maybe when you were okay or ready to talk to someone else, the fact is that you also have to know who you're gonna talk to because maybe you get response A that, hey, just deal with it, no pasa nada. Or maybe, you know, the, you, you get response B with, okay, well, let's let's really sit down and um, how can someone choose who to open up with, right? And how we can do those things. And I know I threw in like seven questions, so go ahead. No, so um, there's a lot of different ways that people can either get involved or that they can um, begin their recovery process. Um, you know, the the mental health hospitals, for example, um, UBH, Emergence, um, they all take in, they all take walk-in um, clients, you know, so if one day you feel like um, that day is a day to, that you want to hurt yourself, you can go to these places and say, hey man, you know what, I need to talk to somebody, um, they'll take you in, you know, they, 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 they're going to treat you for a couple of days, but I mean, it's only, it's for your benefit. Um, it's kind of weird. I remember when I first went, I was like, man, where am I? Like, I am not crazy. These people are crazy. But, you know, whether you're experiencing psychosis or whether you're just down in the dumps because of depression, um, you know, we're all a little bit crazy. Um, there's just different levels to it. and But everybody needs help because um, these mental illnesses are not good whether it's severe or whether it's just beginning. Um, so there's UBH, there's Emergence Health Network. Um, NAMI is the largest mental health organization here in El Paso. Um, they, they offer a lot of free information um, in regards to these mental health illnesses. They have those events, right? The one you're part of, they also have online events. I think yes. I went to their um, profile, went to their website. Online they offer events. classes, they offer different things, right? Yes, um, and that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, a lot of the times it's, it's free help. So I encourage anybody that, you know, feels that they need help to reach out to this organization. Um, it's the National Alliance on Mental Health Illness, right? Um, it's all over the country. Um, they, their main priority is to raise awareness on these issues because like we've been discussing, a lot of people don't really know what these issues entail. Um, last 
what was it last week two weeks ago when I spoke at San Jacinto that was a suicide awareness prevention uh, a suicide prevention um, vigil and it was beautiful man I didn't know what I was walking into I just thought you know oh people are gonna tell their story and that's gonna be it um, you know these random people that I've been telling you about that came up to me they were there because they've lost a loved one um, they were some people that I talked to currently had somebody in these mental health hospitals because you know they've just been struggling really bad and they're they're not winning that battle um, some of these people were even there because they, they themselves were struggling with you know depression suicidal tendencies whatever um, a few different other, a few other people um, shared their story with me up there and you know it's 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 it's, it's just a eye-opener you really aren't alone in these things there's other people who are going through it. There's other people who even have it worse than you. Um, and then the whole point of it was reach out, reach out for help. Um, the, the next event that they're having, it's going to be a 5K. It's on October 9th, which is a Saturday. It's going to be in the early part of the day from 8 to 12. Um, you know, there's going to be vendors. There's going to be speakers. Um, obviously, the race. It's going to be a fun time. Um, we are encouraging anybody if you're struggling or if you know somebody or even if you just want to support the cause because a lot of people can get behind this cause um uh it's going to be on a saturday so early in the day um yeah nice and definitely i will go and post the the links um for the event and for their um social media even their their website as well will you be speaking at that event yeah, definitely. Nice. Um, you know, I'm going to obviously change it up a little bit, but um, le again, I'll, I'm going to go back to it, that response that I got, man, just sharing my story and knowing that I had an effect on somebody in a positive way. Um, it's so rewarding, and I'm looking forward to continuing to do that. Yeah. And I think that maybe like the difference between the, the very first attempts or what you were feeling to, like you said, aside from the decision you made yourself, now you're also um, combining it with action that you're taking, right? It's not only, okay, now I want this more than ever. Well, no, but now I'm taking different action to be able to back that up. And it sounds like, of course, so far it's been working for you, but it's a work in progress for sure. Oh yeah, man, it's been a journey, you know? This hasn't just been um, a day-to-day -day thing. This has been going on for so long and the longer that it's gone on, the more that it's progressed. Um, however, at the same time, with that being said, the more that it the more that it has gone on, the more that I have grown up from it as well. I, in the beginning of all this, and not knowing how to deal with it, and sitting at a bar all day thinking I was gonna be okay from that, um, to now where I'm like, okay, I've volunteered myself for certain programs. I've volunteered myself. Um, you know, for self-help, um, for medication. Um, and that's another thing too. I feel like people um, kind of stay away from the whole medication topic because that's when they think, oh, I'm crazy. People are gonna think I'm crazy. Dude, you're sick, you know? When you have a headache, you take Tylenol. When you have a cold, you take, you know, NyQuil, whatever. When you have depression, you take medicine. When you have anxiety, there's medication to calm you down. It's there to help you. Um, therapy, therapy, it's there to help you. It's somebody who 
is desi- is designated to better your situation you know to hear you out it's a third party so you know even if you know your family is the reason behind what you're going through this person has no idea who they are they're not going to judge you on or they're not going to judge these people um you know a lot of these things are not frowned upon but i guess people are hesitant in doing them again just because i don't want people to think of this of me um i don't want to think this of myself it's all good man it's it's all for the better it's for your benefit um and you know i highly encourage everybody to to look into it and not be scared to do it i like that okay my seniors what else do we need to talk about um that's pretty much it man i think we talked we touched a little bit of everything um my shirts they're gonna be available at the event i'm gonna have a table set up mm-hmm. um you know they're they're twenty dollars and again i'm not making anything off of it um from today until october 9th all of the proceeds that i get from these shirts are being donated to um to nami to the organization um to sign up if you're interested in signing up or even volunteering you can go to namiwalks.org um slash el paso um or you can just give a give isidro torres a call at 915-245-8971 he's the man with the plan when it comes to nami walks um and yeah you know you can uh, if you are interested in any of the shirts that i have if you're interested in getting it for somebody who you know is dealing with these things um i can be found on facebook or instagram um uh, yeah i think that's pretty much it for me do you have anything else i do have one last question that i ask every single guest um and i will ask you this that question and that is what is one thing you love about el paso and maybe one thing you would like to change or improve about our city one thing I love about El Paso. And you cannot say food, because <laughs> that's a given. Oh, man. So, in the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that I've lived in, you know, a few different places. Um, there is no sense of unity elsewhere, or at least to where I've been, like there is here in El Paso. Um, it really is like a big family here. Um, you know, and the perfect and the obvious example is what happened at Walmart a couple years ago. How everybody came together. Oh man, it was beautiful. And maybe I shouldn't compare this, but I have no other way in, in making my point. Um, there's been a couple of shootings recently, and in those places, you don't really hear about that community coming together the way that El Paso did. I mean, the way that we all came together, it was covered nationally, you know? I mean, even in a sense globally, because Mexico and Juarez and... But the sense of togetherness here in the city, um, it's just something very different from a lot of other places. What I don't like is that... And you know what's funny? I'm going to laugh because... uh, I remember I was saying the single mother thing. Yeah, that was great, <laughs> the, by the way. That was, yeah. The haters on single mothers. The. Um, although when there needs to be unity and togetherness, um, there is. When those times 
aren't around, there is a lot of hate in this city. Um, people talking down on, you know, other people, people talking down on ideas, people talking down about our leaders. Um, do, uh, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion on everything, right? Um, I think what this city really needs to learn how to do is have an opinion, but not hate others for their opinions. Very well said, and I thought you were expand for another 30 minutes because that's such a good subject, because you're yeah. absolutely right. I don't know if it was Ricardo Samaniego or if it was somebody else, but it's been several people, and I also think the same way as far as kind of like, and we talked a little bit about it as far as if we highlight seven out of ten bad things, then the perspective of most people is going to be that there is something wrong with El Paso, right? So if we can also highlight 50-50 and also, I don't know, try to influence, try to do something to also bring a positive light because, yeah, there's going to be issues. Yes, and going back to what you said about the empathy, like the the opinion, I 100% agree with you. You have no idea, for example, when we had the city manager, like, like people don't really understand what this guy's doing, the, the improvements, but they see the salary. Again, this is my personal opinion. Oh my God, 400,000, oh, rateros, the government. Wait, wait a second, maybe your opinion is that it's too much, okay. But go ahead and make your informed um, opinion after you know the results. What is it that this person gets graded on or evaluated on? And also, okay, let's go ahead and think about if it's not him, what is it that we're going to do? Or what are you going to do? Hey, there's some candidates that I'm going to look for El Paso because I also, I feel that strongly that we should be paying less or maybe somebody else. What are you doing instead of just complaining? Mm -hmm. and, and when I see those complaints, I think we talked about this already, like the people complaining, the people just, again, very vocal about El Paso wrong and already, like I you know, have a moment that I think basically allow what I'm, what I'm telling you, but also, you know, it's not their fault. Nadie los enseñó to, to do that, to, to wait, just think about both sides as much as possible. And with that in mind, go ahead and give your opinion, right? And most of the time, it's not their fault tampoco. So I was like, okay. There's no manual, man, on how to do life. Nobody, when we were born, nobody gave us an instruction booklet as to what exactly we have to do and how exactly to do it um there's a post that i just saw actually right before i walked into into your your shop um albert einstein one time he wrote on a chalkboard he put nine times one is nine nine times two is 18 nine times three is 27 etc etc then he put nine times 10 is 91 and from that the class interrupted they started laughing at him and they said hey you know what you're wrong and the point of the post was he showed nine other examples and the one that he got wrong, everybody called him out on it. And I feel like that's just life, man. Like, you know, not too long ago, um, I had somebody talk very bad about me and, you know, maybe it was deserved, maybe it wasn't, but I had somebody talk very bad about me and this project. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if, if you have a personal issue with me, then address it with me. This project has nothing to do with anybody. Well, this project has nothing to do with people of my past. This project has nothing to do with things that I've done or I haven't done. This project is to help people. This project isn't for money. It's to help people get better from something that's pretty serious. One in four people have depression. 
um, ever since COVID, one in three people are suffering from it now. Um, I think it was every like 10 minutes, every 11 minutes, somebody dies of suicide. You know, this is a super serious topic. And, you know, again, a lot of people don't know all these things, but that's the whole purpose of this is to raise that awareness that this is something serious. This isn't me, you know, trying to get out there for attention or, you know, trying to become rich. Um, this is something positive. And when that happened, you know, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, to an extent, I understood. But then it just goes back to everything else, you know, like there's always going to be people that don't that don't agree with what you're doing or don't even like what you're doing, don't even like you, you know, and you just got to roll with the punches. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that, again, a lot of people when, of course, now that you um, are gearing your life towards a different path, if you want to say it that way, I'm sure that maybe the people that had some issues with with you in the past that you made wrong decisions maybe you said some stuff of course but now they're judging you now in with the old character or the old things that maybe you've done i have no idea but it um, again and, and that's kind of like the the difficult part as well when people try to change that for for the good for the most part is maybe they don't because now they are classified already as a certain way and when they do Again, once they hear comments like that, or I don't know, the, the, that negative part of it, they maybe tend to go back to what they were because maybe they're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they were right. Who am I to do this? You know, maybe I yeah. don't. And then especially if they're, they're suffering illness like you, you know, like I it's, can just. It's like a relapse, yeah. you know, uh, a recovering alcoholic. If you take them to a bar and you put a beer in front of them, it's going to be hard not to want to drink it. And once they do drink it, then it's going to be even harder to stop. Um, you know, I, me, man, if somebody's trying to change, you know, from whatever it is that they've done or whatever it is that, you know, whoever it is that they used to be, instead of discouraging this person and instead of bringing up the past, why don't you say, hey, man, you know what? You're doing a good job. Hey, you know what, girl? You're doing amazing. Keep on, keep on keeping on, right? Um, but, you know, people don't see it like that, but it's all right. Again, just roll with the punches and... Again, this is where we have to apply empathy on it because the fact is that they only respond from what they know how to respond, right? It doesn't cost anything to be kind. Yeah, I like that. Senor, I once again want to thank you for your time, for spending your Friday night with me. Aside from that, what you share, um, of course, there's going to be a lot more for people to follow you, for you to um, continue to be, um, be positive impact um, to other people. But again, Senor, you have no idea. I I just uh, the courage that you have how I'm excited about this conversation and I hope that at least someone again gets value from this so thank Before, you be, no thank you man um, again you know I never thought that this t-shirt would bring so many opportunities um, when you reached out to me I was like man somebody wants me on a podcast like not just to talk somebody wants me on to share my story with other people um, that was cool um, before we leave and before we end this, I do want to let your followers know. I want anybody who, to, who sees this video to know that I am available at all times and I will make myself available at all times if ever anybody needs to reach out to somebody. Um, my Instagram is Justin underscore Castillo. 
my Facebook I could be found on Justin Castillo um, and again man I whether it's my, my phone is on vibrate all the time so 3 in the morning 3 in the afternoon I'm gonna hear it uh, if you need somebody to talk to and if you are in that dark place I, I'm not a professional however I've been going through this for so long that I know how to better deal with this that my lines are always open and people have a friend in me. Nice. Thank you, Beyonce. I'm very excited to share your story and to share who you are. Thank you. All right, guys, that's all I have. Thank you so much. Adios. <laughs>